everybody and welcome to episode 52 of the Main Protagonist Radio. I am your host, accredited coach CC Ojani Bekor. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's an interesting time we're experiencing right now, so I know that, like me, you are also craving um, a voice of calm, a voice of reason, and even some good news during this very challenging time. I had some very different content planned for the coming weeks, but given the current global health situation, namely the concern and fear and panic around coronavirus, also known as COVID-19, it's the right thing to do to talk about this now, and specifically to talk about how you, me, each of us can do our best to stay calm and grounded amidst the disruption. Now, if you happen to be listening to this episode many years down the track and you're unclear about what I'm referring to, Well, it's March in the year 2020, and the WHO has declared the spread of a virus, the coronavirus, aka COVID-19, to be a pandemic. It started in China and now has spread to many, many different countries. A few cases have even been um, found here in Kenya. It's having repercussions globally. I, for one, during this time of panic and extreme fear, because of the seemingly indiscriminatory nature of the virus's spread, I would like to contribute to the voices of calm and not to the voices of fear-mongering. So today I want to share with you some of the things that are helping me to stay grounded and clear-headed during this time. And I hope you'll be inspired to do the same or to do more of whatever it is that helps you to stay calm and to stay grounded. Because this has to be a priority, guys. It has to be a priority. When you're clear-headed, you make sound decisions. And now more than ever, you want to make such decisions for yourself, for those you love, in your business and in your work. So let's get right into it. First things first. I am reminding myself that panicking is the worst thing I can do. Allowing the anxiety to creep in and fester or snowball is the worst thing I can do. So this is about awareness and mental strength. Notice when you're moving into a dark, scary place. Just notice and intentionally tell yourself, panicking is the worst thing I can do right now. Let that be the sentence or the tape running in your mind. Now, guys, it's okay and perfectly human to feel the concern, to feel the nerves. It's perfectly fine to feel sad and even to cry. None of us are robots. We're human beings. This is about noticing when it's starting to run away with you. And now is a good time for me to add you probably want to unplug from unhelpful social media platforms. That's what I'm doing. Feel free to mute, archive any group, anyone who you've noticed in the last couple of days has completely lost the plot, gone dark, gone negative, gone depressing, gone conspiracy theorist with their messages to everyone else. And remember that that too is a fear-based reaction from that person. That's how they are reacting to what's currently going on. But you see, you don't need to buy into it. 
And in fact, your mental and emotional well-being depends on you unplugging from that kind of talk. Unplug, unplug, unplug. Your mental well-being is so important on any given day and especially so now. Plug into anyone sharing helpful, practical information. Yeah, because you need to stay informed. Related to this, um, guys, is being intentional and purposeful about being one of the voices of calm in your physical and virtual communities. People will remember this about you, I promise. If you don't have it in you, at least don't be that person spreading the messages of panic. People will remember that about you too. The second thing that's helping me is maintaining my attitude of gratitude. You see, even before COVID-19, many of us were going through tough stuff, personally and professionally. And I know many of you are nodding right now. Even before coronavirus, many of us were going through some pretty rough patches. So the attitude of gratitude still stands. It's a challenging time for sure, but you actually have a lot going on in your life to be grateful for. I, for one, am grateful that I'm alive. Tense times, but I'm grateful to be alive and here and to even have the energy and capacity to still coach people and to share with you, my listeners. I'm grateful for my daughter. She's cheerful. She's happy. I'm grateful for my spouse, who, by the way, is also staying calm and grounded. Thank goodness. Because we don't want to create atmospheres of tension and fear in our own homes. I'm grateful for my friends, some of whom are coaches, also committed to being the voice of calm during this time. I'm grateful for the current weather in Nairobi, where I live. Ironically, the skies have been blue, the weather has been sunny, and I'm really grateful for that. Last year, a good friend of mine shared with me that she keeps a gratitude jar. It's a glass jar that she keeps on her altar. And daily, she writes on small pieces of paper all the little things and people and experiences she's grateful for, and she includes the date. So I started doing that last year, and I have to tell you, it's gotten to a point where just the act of writing things down on those little pieces of paper, it just shifts my energy. It's a very powerful practice. You see, my gratitude practice used to be mental. I used to think in my mind of all the things I'm grateful for. But I find that you go even deeper when you write it down. Of course, when the jar starts to get full, you remove all those pieces of paper, you read them, and you'll realize, wow, I actually have a lot to be grateful for. So I highly recommend you start doing something like this too, every single day. What am I grateful for? Sometimes it's as simple as I'm grateful that I have two feet to walk. I'm grateful that I have two arms and two hands that work. I'm grateful that I have eyes to see. Sometimes it's as simple as that, guys. The third thing, third action I'm taking is physical exercise. Some kind of exercise goes a long way to loosening up the tension in your body. Any personal trainer worth their salt will tell you there is a mind-body connection. To relieve the tension in your mind, you don't just have to engage in coaching, talk therapy, etc., etc., you relieve the tension in your mind by also feeling strong and healthy in your body. That's one avenue. 
Again, this is not anything new to discuss simply because of the times that we're in. This is something we all know helps us feel good. Now, you may not be able to go to the gym right now. Perhaps you've been asked to stay home or you're just nervous about going to a public place like the gym. But I encourage you to do exercises as usual in your house and force yourself to do it because, again, mental strength comes in here. Say to yourself, I've got to do this or else I may spiral. Yeah, so I'm still doing my exercises. Um, today I did them at home. Uh, last few days um, I did them with my personal trainer at um, uh, the local forest, and it is helping. I'm I'm grateful that I feel strong physically. Yeah, and for me it's been a journey because after I had my daughter, of course, uh, my body had changed physically. I wasn't feeling so great. So I started up again with my personal training journey a few months ago, and I'm really now starting to see the difference. Yeah, I also started boxing classes, which I will be continuing, all in the name of looking after my physical health and helping to clear my mind. The fourth thing that's going to help you, certainly helping me, is prayer and meditation. Now, guys, I talk to God all the time. Even though I'm not your conventionally uh, religious person, for me, God is a very real experience. I feel connected to that thing that's bigger than all of us. And I, I feel it when I look at my daughter. I feel it when I go to a quiet place like the local Buddhist temple here. I feel it when I'm in a forest. I feel connected to that organizing force that some of us choose to call God. And to me, even the words, thank you, is a prayer. I also experience God in my work. Uh, the coaching process, especially one-on-one -on -one sessions, can be quite sacred. Watching someone have a breakthrough, an insight, it's, it's quite special. It's quite something. So I continue to pray. Um, I'm asking God for ongoing courage, um, acceptance, the ability to be flexible. I'm asking God um, to boost my creativity. Now more than ever, you need to be creative about how you do things. Because who knows how many new ideas and ways of behaving we'll need to get used to moving forward. Now, for the atheists, I should tell you that I've coached atheists and even with them, we discuss the organizing force that most people sense is present in this whole thing called life. We may not use the word God in those coaching sessions with atheists, but we do discuss feeling connected to something, those moments when they feel joy, for example. And most of them have acknowledged that, yes, there is a force that exists, um, and it is helpful to sense it. Um, they may not call that force God, but they acknowledge that it's there. Okay, even atheists have their breath taken away when they're in beautiful natural surroundings. So you might not be comfortable with the word God. I personally don't think now is the time to pussyfoot around that word. I'm going to use it and use it regularly. But just plug in to that organizing force that you sense is in control of this whole thing. Now, linked to this is engaging in activities, other activities that will bring you into a peaceful state of mind. I have a friend who loves reading. She can go through, what did she tell me? She can finish a book in a couple of days or something. I, I haven't been able to do that since I was a kid. So um, I think that's really cool. 
that for her, reading and reading fiction, good fiction, really calms her. You might feel that way about cooking, about drawing, about painting, playing your musical instruments, guitars, pianos, etc. Get back into all these activities. And I see that many people are doing it. These are the things that we forgot to keep doing in the name of our busy, busy lives. Now is a good time to pick them back up again. Whatever it is, that will bring you into a peaceful state of mind. Start doing that. And don't stop. Yeah, don't stop. Number five, I'm not keeping quiet among my community of friends and colleagues. So guys, we may not be able to hang out physically in groups, large groups, close to each other like we used to. But pick up the phone, call people, message people, have a laugh with your friends, have a laugh with your friends. There's one particular WhatsApp group that I'm a part of that I actually find a quite um, a relief, a release, if you will, during these times. It's just a group of funny people who are clearly cognizant of the fact that we've still got a laugh, guys. We've still got a laugh. So... I'm remembering that, that it's important to laugh, and I'm staying connected to friends. Even through the challenges, we've got to remember that there are still things to, to inspiring conversations to have, I should say, um, worthwhile conversations to have. Pick up the phone, your friends who are overseas, you know, get, get in touch with them. The internet is a wonderful thing. Get in touch with them and have some meaningful um, or even uh, lighthearted conversations, yeah? Connect, connect, connect. Thank God for the internet. Number six, ask yourself, what is the best use of my time right now? Because I'm asking myself that question. Now, I have, um, I, I feel very purposeful in the work that I do. And as a coach, the work that we do is especially handy during challenging times like these. But you might not be a coach. In fact, you probably are not a coach. But you still need to ask yourself, what is the best use of my time right now? I've had client sessions, as usual, this week over the phone. That was not anything new. We were having um, phone sessions, WhatsApp audio sessions with clients anyway. Um, but this is one thing we've been discussing. What is the best use of my time right now? Is it catching up on things that you've put off personally and professionally? A lot of clients are telling me that now would be a good time for them to create in preparation for when this time period passes. Create, create, create. And guys, this will pass. Maybe not in the next hour or the next week, but this too will pass. Ask any group of people that has ever been involved in a difficult time. And let me tell you, I'm African. Let me tell you, Africans know all about difficult times. This too shall pass. We keep on keeping on. We have to. We have to. You might be someone who realizes that the best use of your time right now is to rest. You've been going 100 miles per hour for months, if not years. And now is the time to rest, rest, rest. Read a book, watch some movies, have downtime. One of my former business partners told me that she has a client who for ages now has been craving less travel because she travels a lot for work and, and it's been exhausting. So she's actually relieved um, that now there's, you know, there's um, restrictions on travel. 
So you might be somebody who the best use of your time right now is to rest. Yeah, you're fatigued and that would be a good use of your time. You might be concerned, as many of us naturally are, about what all this means for your business. So let me ask you, what's the best use of your time as the leader of an organization? What's the best use of your time as an employee? Yeah, discussing um, with business partners, with colleagues, how to pivot, i.e. change direction given this new reality is definitely a beneficial use of your time. With one of my clients, um, we were just recently talking about the radical, emphasis on the word radical, changes he's going to need to make so that his business can survive, can see another year. And it's interesting because it's not like he clammed up or it's not like his mind suddenly became blank. He's, uh, you know, a really smart guy and he had all these ideas about some of the radical changes he could make. So give yourself permission to go there. Have that conversation with yourself, with your business partners, with the other leaders in the organization. And that's the goal, guys, really. We want in as much as we can for our businesses and our organizations to survive. And we may need to take unusual and radical measures, but now is the time for it. And guys, many of these changes you'll make are temporary. They are for now, for this unusual time. Our intention must be to bounce back. Have that intention with your business. Again, don't get caught up in the panic. Hold to your intention. I want this business to continue. I want this business to last. I want to keep doing what I'm doing. What do we need to do now just to stay in this? Yeah? If you're a solopreneur, have this creative brainstorm session yourself. You might want to contact um, your friends, your peers, other business people, share ideas, Dive into this new phase. Dive into this new reality. Be courageous. Now, no one is saying any of this is easy. We choose to do these things, okay? We choose to do these things. I had a whole series of getaways, yeah, overnight getaways to beautiful um, locations in Kenya. That's what I had been working on before this coronavirus, aka COVID-19 issue started, and the business partners I was working with in the travel industry are just really cool people. We, Well, I really enjoyed the process. And we've just put that on pause for now. Yeah, I'm not feeling depressed about it. I'm just like, nope, we continue on. We continue on. And the idea of running getaways and retreats um, for, for on wellness and leadership is not an idea that I've killed forever. I'm going to resurrect it again when the time is right. You get what I'm saying? So nothing that you did in the lead up to this time was a waste. You've just put it on pause. You're just putting a few things on pause right now. Focus on survival, yeah, and perhaps even thriving during this time, okay? Do what you need to do. You want your business to see another year. Number seven, other tools. Writing, writing, writing. Write to get your thoughts all down on paper and take the pressure off your mind. This will also come in really handy. Some of you may have heard of a tool called the Morning Pages. It was created by an, an author called Julia Cameron. She wrote the book The Artist's Way. And really, it's about getting all your thoughts out of your mind and down on paper Every morning, three pages. Whatever you're thinking, put it down on paper. 
Don't read over those. Don't read over what you've written. In fact, you can rip up those sheets of paper. The idea is you just want to purge your mind of all the thoughts that are clanging around in it, okay? What tends to happen is the morning pages eventually becomes a tool for creativity. You find yourself writing down ideas about what you should do. When that happens, I suggest you just highlight those sections. And when you're done doing the morning pages, you just go back only to those sections, transfer them to your phone, your laptop, another notepad, rip up all the rest of the morning pages and repeat the same process the next day. Uh, Thoughts have energy. We know this. Um, We know this because if you think a certain thought, even your body responds. You either feel light or you feel heavy. Yeah, either your heart calms down or your heart races. Either your mind calms down or your mind races. This is because thoughts have energy and you want to clear your mind of any unhelpful thoughts. Okay, so writing, writing, writing is really, really important. Get those thoughts out of your mind and down on paper. The eighth thing you can do to help you to stay calm, stay grounded during this time is get outside of yourself. What can you do for others, guys? Step out of yourself and see who you can help, even in a small way. Does someone need money and you've got some money to spare? Send it to them. Ask how people are doing and really mean it. Feeling connected to others will go a long way to build your resilience during this time. Number nine, practical matters, of course, like reducing your expenses during this time, personally and professionally. This will also help calm your mind. With this comes the realization that many things, many things we have in our lives, guys, are privileges. We just got so used to them that we thought they were needs. No, they're not needs. They're they're just ones. They're just ones. Okay? So let's go ahead and reduce those expenses um, personally and professionally during this time. It'll help calm your mind. It's a challenging time, guys. But the truth is, again, many of us were already going through some tough times. In fact, just based on what my clients tell me and my own personal experience, some of us started having a bit of a hitting a bit of a rough patch in 2018. Yeah. So these behaviors that I've shared with you are helpful, pandemic or no pandemic. And when this time period comes to an end, you should continue doing these things. Yeah. Our collective behavior is really what is going to make or break us. Really important everyone hears that. It's our collective behavior that's going to make or break us. And that's a final important point I want to share. Your behavior, my behavior, her behavior, his behavior, that guy over there, that lady over there, all of us, how we behave will make or break us. And this is where your power lies. Never forget that. So flow with this change. We have no choice, really. We're in it. Resistance only makes tough times harder. Ask yourself, well, all right, what do I need to do now? Even if I don't feel like doing it, what do I need to do now? I want to see tomorrow. I'd like for my work, my business, the people I care about to see tomorrow. What do I need to do now? So stay safe, guys. Look after yourself. Keep your immunity as robust as possible. And let's get through this together. 
Let's get through this. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you for listening. More of this to come. Sending so much love and strength your way. I am Coach Cecio Johnny Becker, and thank you so much for tuning in. You've got this.